um, particularly since we're going to be doing it a little bit different. And so just to give you a little heads up, but let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much um, just for who you are. We thank you for the richness of the service this morning. Thank you that we can come and we can worship you, that we can fellowship together, that we can hear testimonies, Lord. We thank you, um, just as Craig reminded me this morning, there's, there's, no, there's no testimony without a test. And we thank you, Lord, for the test that, that, that all of us are going through in some form or fashion. We thank you for the testimonies that have come out on the, on the other side of that. And we pray, Lord, that your name be high and lifted up in our lives. May you receive glory. And so speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we celebrate Mother's Day this morning, and, you know, as exciting as it can be, we also know that anytime we celebrate a holiday like Mother's Day or Father's Day or Valentine's Day or, or Christmas, they can also be sad times because of different things. You know, for Mother's Day, for example, uh, maybe there was an estranged relationship that, that someone had with their mom, or, or maybe their mom wasn't um, in the picture at all, or maybe there's even those that desire to be a mom and, and they're not a mom in this moment, um, in this season. But we recognize that. But I also think it's important that when we come to days that have been put in the calendar, and even days that not necessarily been put in the calendar officially, that we stop and we honor and we bless and we celebrate what those days are meant for. We have Father's Day coming up in a few weeks, whether it's Valentine's Day or Thanksgiving or Christmas, Grandparents' Day, Children's Day, all these different things, I think it's, it's good for us to stop and, and bless and, and to honor. And so this morning, what I want to talk about is honoring others. You know, I believe the concept of honoring is a lost concept. You know, we, part of our mission statement is to honor God and to love people and to impact the nations. It's easy for us to think about how we honor God. We love God. We honor Him. We respect Him. We fear Him. Not in a bad way, fear Him, but in a good way, we have the fear of the Lord in us. There's all these things, but when the concept of honor comes about how we honor other people, how we respect other people, um, it's a lost concept. We, we live in a dog-eat-dog world, a world that's all about um, making yourself look better. Blame someone else. Let someone else take the responsibility because it's not me. It's their faults. Um, they're the ones that, that, that made this happen. Pointing test. All right, good. Or we want to always point out where other people don't measure up. Um, just think about it. You get around kids. It, it's second nature. It's, it's, it's nature that's there. Kids at any age, when, you, when something goes wrong, they're quick to, to blame someone else. They're quick to point out someone else's mistakes. It starts very early. Um, I saw that this week. I was at Nathan's baseball practice on Monday, I think, and, and him and I missed the game the week before because we were in D.C. on a field trip, and his team had lost. And I just said, hey, guys. I said, what, what happened in the game? And immediately, the ump you know, or this person or that person. I said, no, 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 stop. I said, what were the positives of the game? You can see it very quickly, you know. Um, you get a scratch in your car because, you know, you hit the curb or, or something like that. Or oh, the wind blew or, you know, whatever. There's something inside of our nature to always blame something else. And honor is something that's a little bit different than that. And the Word of God is something that's counter to the way the world operates. The world wants to tear down, but God wants to build up. And so this idea of honor many times, as I said, it's a lost concept, not just in society, 
But I think even in the church, this, um, not the church this morning, but in the church in general. Um, and this morning, it's interesting how themes always come about, but I, I think there's been a sense of honor that's been here so far. And it's just a glimpse of, of the way the church needs to honor each other. Yeah, I think honor is something that's desired by everyone. We want to be affirmed. I don't know anyone in this world who says, I don't want to be affirmed. If you give them a compliment, not flattery necessarily, but to be affirmed and to be honored. The concept, I think, holds power to move people, to move us. Think about the last time that you were honored, the last time that someone affirmed you, how it kind of moved you in your heart in a good way. I think honor carries great rewards. And honor has the power to greatly enhance our lives and to change our lives and to change the life of others. And I, and I want to submit to us, and I'm not, I'm not implying that we haven't had a culture of honor, but, but one of the things that we've talked about in terms of our focused values is that we would live intentionally. And I believe one of the ways that we live intentionally is that we are intentional to honor other people, not just those that we might see in authority like leaders. I'm not saying come and honor me as a pastor because that's really the last thing that I want. I want you to honor each other. And as a pastor, I want to honor you as well. And so I think we need to kind of grasp hold of this concept of honor. And I know some of you did a, a Bible study years ago. I know, uh, Mike, I know you did, and Kay, and some others, Honor's Reward, which is, which is a great book to read. I think. I haven't read it. Would you, you would recommend it? All right. As, as Mike recommends, I recommend it. So, But um, I want to look just a little bit at some of the Greek words. Or not words, really, just this one Greek word that we find in the New Testament. Um, 1 Peter 3.15. Sai, can you bring that up? It says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and with respect. And so here we see the concept of honoring God, which we've talked about. It's something that we should do. We should honor God. We should love God. We should love people and honor people as well. And, and I love how Peter says, even those that you're giving a defense of your faith to, non-believers or those that may be attacking you, and attacking you may be a strong word in some way, but don't see your faith in the same way. You honor them, basically is what he's saying. Give them an answer for the hope that's in you, but do it with gentleness and with respect. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, which is taken from the Old Testament, which we know is one of the Ten Commandments, says, Honor your father and your mother, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. The Greek word that, that, that comes from both of these verses, and really from all the verses where we see honor um, in the New Testament, and even in the, in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, is tima. And most of the time it's conjugated, conjugated a little bit different, I guess you could say, as temeo. But it basically means the assigned value that you give or someone gives to something as attached by the beholder. Now that's a lot of words there. But basically it's the value I give to you or to an object is what it comes down to. Now in the time of Paul, in, in, as this Greek was spoken, the hearer of this word, temeo, would, would, or, yeah, Timaeo, would, would have implied to them something of great weight, something of value, something that's precious. You've heard it said many times, that person's worth the weight of their, their worth, what is that expression? Their weight in gold, right? Maybe that's where it comes from. I'm just assuming that's maybe where it comes from. It's not something you just junk to the side. It's not something that, of a present you get from your cousin at Christmas, and you're like, great, 
a pencil sharpener and you throw it in the, in the drawer. It's something of great value that you're going to display, that you're going to hold it. It carries weight in that sense is what honor means. It's favorable regard. It's respect. It's appreciation. It's esteeming someone. Jesus says in Matthew, not Matthew, excuse me, Mark chapter 6, verse 4, then Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown among his relatives and in his household. The word used here in the Greek is atimos, the alpha being opposite of. So opposite of honor, opposite of weight, opposite of esteeming, ordinary, not shown respect, easily done away with such as a vapor. So when we dishonor someone, we're basically saying they're like, a, they're like something that's just a vapor. It's, it's worthless, and it's something you may put in a junk drawer in some way. See, honor can be displayed, I believe, in action, word, and even in our thoughts. Now, there's a difference in flattery and honor, and I want to make sure that, that we understand that. I think most of us probably do understand that in, in, without even saying anything. But giving of honor, I believe, comes from the heart, Flattery is what the world does many times. We flatter someone because we're looking for an advantage or we're looking for something. Honor comes from humility. Giving someone honor really without expecting or wanting anything in return. You simply do it because you see value in that person and you want to tell them of that value. And we all need to hear that because we all know there's value inside of us because God has created us. And I think for us to fully understand kind of what the, the concept of honor is, we have to know who we are in Christ. First, let me, let me show this verse, um, Romans 12, 10. It says, show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. Who says there's no competition in the body of Christ, right? This healthy competition. I, I kind of like that in some ways. To outdo the other person in honor. Not in a competitive way to say, look, I've honored three people today. What about you? No, it's, it's that we outdo it, that we sharpen. Iron sharpens iron. That when I see someone honoring someone, it reminds me, let me stop complaining. Let me stop looking at the negative, And let me see what the value is in the other person. Thus, I believe for us to honor someone, we have to know who we are in Christ. Let me explain that. Because when I know who I am in Christ, it allows me to not have all that insecurity and to be able to honor someone else. When I understand that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that God knows the number of hairs on my head, that he knows all this stuff about me, a thought that's in my mind before I even think it, that he knew me in my mom's womb before I was even four. I guess I wouldn't have been in the womb at that point, but he knew me before I was even in my mom's womb. All these things, if when I know who I am in Christ, it allows me then to be able to honor someone else. And it's so important that we know who we are. We talk about this basic principle, know who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Because when I understand that, that, that God loves me with an immeasurable love, an immeasurable abundant love, and that he loves other people in the same way, then I can honor them. It's not about let me tear someone down, especially in the body of Christ, the last place where it should be happening. But we all know there's been stories that we've probably experienced in some way. But in the body of Christ, when I know it's not just me that's fearfully and wonderfully made that God loves, but he loves every single one of us, no matter what we look like, no matter what our experiences are, no matter the way we come across, then I can honor you because we know that God loves us. We're to honor our parents and our children and our spouses. We're to honor good friends. We're to honor everyone. 
Imagine what it would look like if we honored people. This is a little bit of a tangent, but, but it touched my heart in, in D.C. when we were there. Um, I think they're called honor flights. Anyone ever heard of the honor flights? It's for veterans who have served. And, you know, we don't have a lot of World War II um, veterans around anymore. Most of them are Vietnam, Korea, uh, probably more Vietnam. But um, there was a, a, a team of veterans, I guess a team, a group from, from Kansas. They had red shirts that said honor flight from Kansas. And we were at the Vietnam Memorial. And, there, and our group of seventh graders, and there was another school, there was a guy there in a wheelchair, and our kids and their kids of this other school just started going up and shaking his hand and saying thank you. Now, do they understand what has happened here? In some degree, yes, but these are also the same kids that you take to the museum, and they're like, okay, we're done. In the lobby, they're done, you know? <laughs> but something clicks that they know that this person maybe stormed the beaches of Normandy. Maybe they were drafted and did not want to go to Vietnam, but yet they went and they served and they're back. And, and we stopped at one point and, um, later, and, and, I, and we were kind of waiting for our tour guide um, to tell us to go, and, and some, part of our group was lingering behind a little bit. And I turned back around, and I saw all of our kids peeling off because a group of like five or six or seven of these men started walking by, and they started shaking their hands and saying thank you. To me, that is honor. Now, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about here because, you know, believers, you know, different things like that. But that is honor. It's saying there's value in that person. Yes, you may not have signed up for that, but thank you for what you did and honoring them. You know, it reminded me of a verse out of Leviticus that says, You shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man. Fear your God. I am the Lord. It's this idea that we honor people, that we're looking, not just that we honor the elderly, but we honor all people. When's the last time we honored a child? You know, so many times as adults, maybe we, we kind of look down a little bit, or, or those of you that, that are children in the room, or, or teenagers, when's the last time you honored someone who was a little bit younger than you, or someone that was in your class, or someone in the workplace that we, we sit beside? You know, we're to honor other people. Honor has a, a, an aspect of respect, and respect shows value. We're all learning this more and more as, as we grow more mature. But I do believe we need to challenge ourselves to honor each other, and we need to honor those that are out in the world. I was talking to someone, just, just the value of honor, and I didn't realize I was doing this necessarily, and, and, and I'm careful to say this because I don't want it to point back to me in any way, but with someone I was on the phone with this week was just talking about some things they were doing with their kids, and it struck me, wow, this guy is doing a lot. I mean, working long days, but then coming home and reading and putting his kids to bed and, and all these things. It would be easy for him to come home and say, look, I've worked. I'm tired. You put, tell his wife, you put him to bed. You do this. You do that. But he was telling me, and he wasn't boasting about it. He was just saying, I need to go so I can start the process of this, 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 and this. And I, it just, I just stopped and said, man, you're doing such a great job being a father, being present in the life and, and, and it, it kind of took him back, I think, for a moment. Because here's a man telling another man, you're doing a good job being a father. But I could tell the voice changed because we're on the phone. You could see the energy or you could feel the voice kind of go up like, wow, thank you. And again, that's not about me doing something. But I learned a lesson that as, as I was preparing this as well is honor, as I said before, it changes people's lives. We all want to be affirmed in some way. But we also have a responsibility to affirm others. Honoring touches all of our relationships, and God is clear about that. And I believe God is calling us to kind of raise the bar to challenge us. My question to really us 
is when's, when's kind of the last time that we honored someone? Mother's Day is a great, great day to do that, right? In, in some form or fashion. You know, I was telling the kids on the baseball team the other night um, after the game, because uh, it was the end of the season, and, and I was, all the coaches were talking, and it kind of got to me, and I said, you know, hey, look, you guys have done great in, in, in life. You've done great in baseball. I said, but don't forget this weekend is Mother's Day. Give your mom a big hug and give her a big smooch. You know, honor her. You know, and it's not just because it's Mother's Day that we choose to honor moms. We should honor people every single day. And it's, it's really the bar that God's calling us to do. When's the last time we thanked someone? When's the last time we wrote a letter of appreciation? Or we just called someone or took someone to the side just to say, hey, you're doing a good job. Or, hey, I noticed this in you. See, it gets our focus off ourselves when we do that. How many times do we stand there and say, well, no one's seeing what I'm doing. I'm taking out the trash and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Marriage is a lot like that sometimes, you know, where we're kind of pointing fingers. Or really any relationship sometimes is like, well, that person's not doing that. We see it in work. But when we begin to honor, it breaks down not just our own stuff, but also that in, in other people's lives as well. You know, I think we should make it our aim to honor others consistently. I read this this week, and it, it says, um, here's a great truth about honor. Whether it's in your family, business, or church, Wherever there's a culture of honor present, joy is always there. And it goes on to say that the reason is a culture of honor releases people to celebrate each other. It releases us to celebrate each other. And so what we want to do this morning, Stephen, are you in the lobby or Andy? I want Kids Quest people. I want to, I want to bring our, our moms that are in Kids Quest and workers and our kids back in and then um, I want to pray, really, a prayer of blessing, not just over our moms, but over all women in this room this morning, and, and really a prayer of blessing over all women that, that call this church home. But, you know, honor looks like this. It's pointing out people's strengths and not their weaknesses. Honor looks like this. It's celebrating people's wins and not their failures. And I believe honor looks like this, seeing people's future and not just their past. And so, you know, as, as we kind of come together here towards the end, as I said, I want to pray a prayer of blessing because I think one way that we honor people is by blessing. You know, the, the Proverbs tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death. We can bless people with it or we can curse people. But James talks about that too, that with the tongue, there's a little rudder that stirs the ship, right? We bless in one moment, we curse in the next moment. And so... I want to bless the women at PIC, and so I know our kids, I don't know if they're going to walk all the way around or what, but if the women could come forward, and we also have a, a, a gift for you, but we'll get that to you in a few moments. Come on, buddy. So women, if you will come forward, and, and I just want you right here, and I just like the men, children, whoever, just to come and kind of surround them in, in a circle, and, and of course,